reporting from the Alaska Federation of Natives in Fairbanks. I'm Zachariah Hughes. On the second full day of the convention, things got political. The convention saw long speeches from both sitting U.S. senators, a presentation by the state's legislative Bush caucus, and debates by candidates running for U.S. Congress and Senate. The debates were noteworthy only for how much the candidates agreed with one another, even on issues that have been political flashpoints in the past. All four Senate hopefuls voiced support for co-management of resources and gave endorsements for native priority on subsistence to varying degrees. The day also saw remarks from the Secretary of the Interior, though before she began, 95-year-old elder Pauline Carlo shared a song called Tanah. When Secretary Jewell took the stage, she ran through the Interior Department's accomplishments and her own memorable experiences during five visits to Alaska, vowing to use the last 90 days of her job to push for issues benefiting Alaska Natives. We will run through the tape at the end of this administration at full speed. Jewell grew emotional recalling the warm reception she's gotten as secretary, but also offered news of a final secretarial order she's pushing that encourages collaborative agreements between federal officials and tribes. The purpose is to provide guidance to our nation's public land and water managers to make sure that when we share resources, that Native communities have a meaningful and substantive role in their management. The agreement would require traditional knowledge to be weighed in some decisions impacting federal lands. The date also saw discussion of SB 91, the criminal justice reform bill that cleared the legislature last session. Greg Razzo told the audience part of the reforms were to counteract the disproportionate jailing of Alaska Natives, something he saw with his own eyes on a recent visit to a detention center in Nome. It was shocking to see who was in prison because everybody in that prison, with the exception of probably half a dozen people, was an Alaska Native and generally an Alaska Native man. Panelists talked about the bill's data-driven approach designed to bring down incarceration, recidivism, and unnecessarily long sentences. Suzanne DiPietro, a member of the Alaska Criminal Justice Reform Commission, told the audience misinformation and misunderstandings have created some resistance at the local level. If somebody tells you something is in SB 91, don't believe them until you see it with their own eyes, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. A flip side of the public safety challenges facing rural Alaska came up during a session on the status of the Village Public Safety Police Program. Jody Potts is a VPSO and oversees the program in the TCC region. She says that even though crime and violence in urban areas commands the most attention, the rates of incidents in rural communities are astronomically higher. Last year in Anchorage, eight out of every thousand people was directly affected by a crime. In the Bering Strait region, the rate was 114 per thousand. We should be outraged by this. The numbers only account for reported crime, and Potts pointed out that when a VPSO arrives in a community, reporting tends to shoot up, a sign she says that people want a law enforcement presence. Potts praised communities that have begun organizing and taking steps against bad actors. Later in the program, a panel focused on the advancement of Alaska Natives heard success stories from around the state on regional nonprofits exercising self-determination in resource management, road building, and an impressive showing by homegrown healers within the Manilik region. 
My name is Giselle, excuse me, Dr. Giselle Staley, and I am from Kayana. Staley is a dentist working in Kotzebue. She and two other advanced healthcare practitioners, an optometrist and a physical therapist, talked about the financial and community support they received from a range of private and tribal organizations and businesses. As they showed pictures of their clinics next to family photos of subsistence activities, Staley said the program is working. They say it takes a whole village to raise a child. But in the last 10 years, I've decided it takes a whole village to raise a dentist. <laughs> AFN wraps up on Saturday. Reporting from Fairbanks, I'm Zachariah Hughes. The AFN Newscast is a production of Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation and Native Voice One. Funding provided by the Siri Foundation, Chalista Corporation, the Atwood Foundation, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, ConocoPhillips, Manilik Association, Rasmussen Foundation, and South Central Foundation. This is a production of KNBA, Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation, and Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.